2: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
3: You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ.
2: Hey, hey,
1: good to be with you on this Festivus Friday. We will be doing the airing of the grievances coming up at 5.06 this afternoon. Mother Nature, what are you doing Woo. to us? So I left
3: early this morning to get dressed and put my face on and, and do some TV things. And I walked in the building to give a speech and walked out, I don't know, like an hour and 20 minutes later or something I walked out. It was perfectly normal when I walked in. Yeah. And then we're walking by the door to leave and my friend goes, oh my gosh. And I look outside and, you know, it's the fat, heavy, wet flakes of death that are falling around us.
4: Uh, it moved in so quickly that when I got in my truck to head to work, it was just minor flurries. You couldn't even really tell just, it was snowing. Just a, dus- a dusting. And by the time that I got off of I thirty five, you couldn't see you know five hundred yards in front of you. It was so thick. It was Come pretty down. sweet. Come yeah,
3: down. yeah. I mean, we knew. <laughs> I saw this on Facebook or Twitter the other night,
1: this and it is, said, "It's Dumb Dumb Driver it Day." Said,
3: basically, <laughs> I don't mind the snow. But do we have to save it all up and dump it all on us in one fell swoop over the next couple of days? I mean, because I think it's just you know this next week's
1: gonna be a little rocky. Well, and, and I was I was watching, um, I think I was watching Fox Four this morning, and Carly Ritter was on, and she said there's another. So we got the storm today, um, and and this snow is gonna last all afternoon and and probably stop around midnight. It's gonna taper off, but yeah, and and around midnight, and then she said something to the effect of, and then a bigger storm moves into town either late Monday or oh, next yeah. Tuesday. And I, and I'm just talking out of school here, but I saw somebody posted on Facebook this morning. Uh, yeah, it's 61 degrees in here, Sam. Um, I saw somebody posted on Facebook that, that next Tuesday snowstorm could be really... Like a whopper. Yeah, a big one.
3: Uh, right now we have a crash. U.S. 69 southbound just past 151st. 151st and 69. Uh, that will not be clear for probably another 20, 25 minutes and a crash on K-10 westbound to K-7 southbound, also another 30 minutes. So those are the two big ones right now. And I said to Scott when we got in here, pull up the Scout camera system because I have a feeling with the first snow, we see this every year.
1: Yes, we do. <laughs> you know what's going to happen. Like
3: I don't want to say they forget how to drive. I, no, they do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You can say that. I don't know how to quantify what happens the first snow or the first big rainstorm. Like it always happens.
1: People go. I I don't know if it's panic mode or
4: I forgot how to drive in this. I'm going
1: to keep driving 85 miles an
3: hour and.
4: Well, and yeah, it is. It's a pendulum because you have the people on the left who refuse to slow down, and then you have the people on the right who slow down to the point that it's more dangerous for them to be driving that slowly than if they were just to go. I don't know the speed limit.
3: Um. So listen to this in Independence. I'm not sure how this will help, but Channel 5 had this last night, so I'm going to read it. Uh, A new technology is helping the City of Independence prepare for the winter. Uh, Pardon me, this is from Channel 41. The city installed new road sensors that monitor air and ground temperatures, precipitation levels, and grip. Now, grip is interesting. That's the only thing that that would maybe make sense to me, because you can monitor air and ground temperatures anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, data gathered from the sensors will help city crews determine when to call in staffing, how many people to call, and how much stuff they need to use when it comes to throwing down salt or beet juice or whatever they use.
1: Okay. Well, if it gets out of hand, obviously we'll do Operation Stormwatch this afternoon. Let's hope it doesn't. I don't think it's going to get to that point. I don't think so either.
3: The city thinks that information from the sensors will save them an estimated $50,000 a year.
1: Yeah, so they're not wasting extra. So they're not just throwing stuff down on the street when they don't have to. I think is what they're trying to say.
3: If it's 32 degrees versus
1: 31 degrees. Or if the road road has been heated, the asphalt has been heated enough that it's not freezing and stuff is not sticking when it hits, then they don't have to go run out and Throw down salt, sand, beaches, whatever the hell they do.
4: I think there was a weather event last year where we were predicted to get like two and a half inches of snow, and if you remember correctly, they put mer- a, basically mer- an entire layer of salt, mm-hmm. and we got a dusting. Right. Mm-hmm. So I,
1: th- I think that's what they're getting at. Uh, the third batch of Jeffrey Epstein documents were released today. Sam, did we say that? Did we see that no names were included though in this batch of documents? Did
4: uh, the story was very not detailed, so I have no idea what was in the additional 29 documents that were released. There, there,
1: there's got to be something, but I, I think what's happening is all the news, because me- this was just released within the last hour. Uh, the news media is probably combing through it right now because this 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 is the length of the story from the New York Post. Right. They, I think, they just got it.
3: I think one of the key things outside of just some of the Names that I think predominantly most people knew were were probably on there, is that it it details how the girls were recruited to end up in that house, mm-hmm. um, which, which is why Maxwell is wearing prison orange for a very long time.
1: And she needs to take a class in shutting oh, up.
3: Shut up! No one wants Stop to hear from you.
1: talking. It makes me
3: absolutely sick. Um, One woman in the documents who was 16 or 17 at the time um, talked about how the girls were convinced to go to the home and then were eventually asked to bring friends for additional payment. At the time, one of the girls said she had no massage experience. They They were recruited as masseuse people. With promises of and art no assumption and. or expectation that the visit would ever involve sexual activity. Quoting here from one of the girls, what happened to her happened without my consent the very first time I met him.
1: So uh, this story just came out from the New York Post. Jeffrey Epstein trafficked a teenage girl to prominent U.S. politicians, other world leaders, and even a well-known prime minister— and then made her detail the sexual encounters so that he could potentially blackmail the men. There it is. So here, th- this is from the newly unsealed court documents. Okay, this is the New York Post. Uh, the accuser, identified in the 2014 filing by the pseudonym Jane Doe Three, was forced to have sex with a host of, quote, powerful men. The list included numerous prominent American politicians— powerful business executives, foreign presidents, a well-known prime minister, and other world leaders. The accuser was first approached by Epstein's madam, Jelaine Maxwell, in 1999 when she was 15 years old.
4: And we've discussed in the previous days about why would people still have been seen with Epstein post his 2008 conviction. There you go. You
3: know, David Copperfield is a name... That was on the initial list that was released. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the girls says she met singer Michael Jackson at the home in Palm Beach, Florida, but did not give him a massage. She also said she met magician David Copperfield at a dinner at Epstein's. She recounted that there was another woman at dinner who looked very young, and she wondered whether it was possible that girl was in high school. She said Copperfield did magic tricks at the dinner and, quote, question me if I was aware that girls were getting paid to find other girls. Asked whether Copperfield described any specifics, she said no. Copperfield did not respond to a request for comment. Hmm. Uh, this just gets back to what we were saying the other day, that Jeffrey Epstein was a convicted pedophile yep. in 2008 Correct. and beyond. 2008 was when the guilty pleas came in, I think 36 different victims, some as young as 14. So anyone after 2008, to me, deserves no shield or no cover whatsoever because they would have known every day after that guilty conviction in 08 that they were fraternizing with a known convicted pedophile. Correct. I don't care who's on that list.
4: After 08, they all knew. Epstein would call these people up and say it sure would be a shame if this document stating that you were on my island and got a quote-unquote massage from a 14-year-old
1: I
3: don't even think that he needed to released. say it, Sam. I think once all this started coming out, it. they knew it. Yeah.
1: yeah, They knew it. And I, I better stay in the good graces of Jeffrey Epstein or he's going to bury me. How about we don't frolic down to a Caribbean island on a plane with a known pedophile, where when we get off the plane, there are 14 and 15 year old girls. Uh, Freaks and perverts. When we
3: That's get back, are. on uh, Dana and Parks, this story comes to us from Channel Five newly released 911 data revealing just how long people waited on hold when they called 911 in Kansas City. It's gone way up since 2020. It's measured in seconds, I will give you that. But why has it gone up so dramatically between 2020 and 2023, the average? And we'll talk about uh, that number when we return.
1: Story here from our friends over at Channel 5. Newly released 911 data reveals just how long people waited on hold for help in emergencies in Kansas City. It is a whopping 39 seconds before their calls were answered. That's an average. That compares to 17 seconds just 3 years ago. Kansas City's 911 hold problem was in a troubled spotlight in 2023 after Mayor Quentin Lucas's sister called for help for their mother and she was placed on hold for nearly five minutes. Lucas called that delay terrifying and unacceptable. Now, here are the numbers. Follow me, because there's going to be several numbers mentioned here. This is completely outside of nationwide standards for answering emergency calls. Those standards are set by the National Emergency Number Association, the group that oversees 911. They recommend that 90% of all emergency calls should be answered within 15 seconds, not 39. And 95% of calls should be answered within 20 seconds. Kansas City never met that goal in all of 2023. Let me give you some more numbers to help
3: frame the conversation before we go to the phones. Um, The Mid-America Region Council, Mark, uses the 911 Association as its benchmark Locally, and they talk about that 90% being answered within 15 seconds. And then they looked at, uh, KCUR did, how long it took other cities in our area compared to Kansas City. Okay? So 90% should be answered in 15 seconds. In Kansas City, they come in at 39 seconds. <laughs> in Lee's Summit, you want to guess how many seconds?
1: Ten. Ten. Four. So it's answered on the first ring.
3: In Kansas City, Kansas.
1: Eight. Second ring.
3: Eight seconds in KCK, four seconds in Lee Summit, and thirty-nine seconds in Kansas City, Missouri. Now, does Kansas City, Missouri have a much higher call load? Absolutely. I'm sure they do. Is everyone struggling to hire dispatchers right now? Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: And that's what they cite as the as the problem, is staffing issues. But but Listen to this. This is also from Channel 5 story. Data also reveals some people in Kansas City faced extreme hold times because they call at a busy time on Christmas Day of last year. So, a week and a half ago, someone sat on hold for 9 minutes and 10 seconds during an emergency. On two other days, callers waited more than 10 minutes for somebody to answer 911. If you're having a heart attack or you've been in a car dead. accident, you're dead. <laughs> you're already dead. You're gone. There's no coming back. Because keep in mind, this isn't when the ambulance or the police get to your house or the, the scene of your accident.
3: That's just answering the call. This
1: is just getting the call
3: to get them in route. Channel 4 looked at this in October, okay? And at the time... Jackson County said it would spend $200,000 for a study on the issue of lengthy 911 hold times. Okay. They had a public hearing, asked for people to come in and testify. Um, one of them was a man named Drake Murph, who was shot on the job, local barber. Quoting here, I got sent to a voicemail or answering machine saying, please wait for the next available operator. I really thought it was about to die.
1: Telephone number here is 913-586-7798. 913-586-7798. We know it's a staffing issue. But if Lee Summit's average time is four seconds, they're not having a staffing issue, apparently.
3: Or they are, and there are just that many fewer calls, Scott. I'm maybe, not sure. Maybe. KCK is maybe a little bit of a better metric.
1: Yeah, but they're they're at eight seconds. Kansas City's at 39, and some people are waiting as long as ten minutes. You're dead. It's over. Five eight six seven seven nine eight. Jonathan in Kansas City. Hello.
2: How are you doing? Doing well. Thank you. All right. So I actually, um, so last year, so this is very recent, I actually applied to be a 911 operator in KCMO. Um, okay. First of all, um, the application that I had to submit, um, it, you submit an application with the police department. Yeah. Um, it is a very long application. I, I will say that. And you know what they say, the harder you make someone the, something, the less likely people are to do it. Yep. Not only that, it took them a long time to respond. And then once they did, I had to do the tests. Uh, I had to do the 911 the, um, operator test where they kind of test you through simulations. It's very difficult. They have to have a birth certificate. I, I don't know of most positions where you need your birth certificate. Like a, a driver's license is not enough. Um, and then uh, they also need – so like if you if you graduated from high school, which is almost everybody – Um, They want your high school transcript, which almost no job ever asked for anymore. They want that. So I had to go get that from my high school. And then they said, oh, now, now, like, once you get through the testing, then you have to, then you interview. And then once you get past that, you have to do a background check. And it's the same background check they give to their officers. So what that means is um, it's like an extended background check. They check credit, which obviously is going to disqualify a lot of people, especially in this economy. And, you know, it's it's like a police officer or national security background check where it takes months to do the extended background check. And then after that, it takes forever to get trained in the job, like several weeks. So, I mean, you could be talking several months before you even get on the job. Did, and I just gave up. And I'm like, you know what? I'll just take another job. Did they ever call you, though, later? and offer you the job? I, I, can't, I, I kind of, so I went through the test and I actually scored really, really well. They're like, wow, you, you score better than most people who do the job now. Right. Um, but then I found out like, yeah, oh, it's going to be months to do the background check. Cause it, it's like becoming a full officer. And I'm, which I'm like, okay, if you're just a call taker, there's no need to go no. through the same background check that an officer or someone in national security would need to go through. I,
3: I would, I would only take out the word "just," and I, I, I know what he taker. means. If you're a call taker, you should not have to have the same background check uh, as an officer. And Jonathan, you are at least the second or third person to call in and say the application process was a nightmare. Don't you remember there was a woman who applied mm-hmm. when they put out the all-call? They, I think they offered $5,000 signing bonus last year or something. Mm-hmm. She said the same thing. She said the time, the effort, and then she had, what was it in her background? I
4: believe it was a parking ticket it was a, from like that's 15 it. years it ago. It was a
3: parking ticket yeah. that I think she never paid, and mm-hmm. then there was a bench warrant. She was disqualified.
1: For a parking ticket yes. bench warrant? Yes, yes. Okay. And uh. she was like, I didn't even know about it. Sim- simmer down Kansas City, well, Missouri. You're not hiring for the FBI and I'm not trying to diminish or I'm not either. Or, or, or talk down to the position of being an 911 operator. But she said operator. I
3: was a qualified available candidate. Right.
1: When when you have 39 second wait times and some people on Christmas Day are waiting 10 minutes on hold in the in the course of an emergency. Maybe we lower our standards and quicken our policy.
4: Uh, by the way, from the text line, and this is just anecdotal, and we cannot confirm any of this, but I'm a nine one one dispatcher. It depends on the size of the agency and the call volume plus staffing. Yeah. KCPD often only has three call takers working because of the short staffed nature. We're treated terribly by the callers, by our superiors and not paid well. Yeah, I pay mean, us better and focus on retention training and treat go. us better.
1: Keep Keep in mind, and just like we had a caller, I believe it was on Wednesday uh, when we were talking something about police. Who, who made the point, we never see people on their best day. When we deal with yeah. people, they're having their worst day. And with, with a 911 dispatcher, one can assume that you're dealing with two types of people. The moron who calls 911 because Taco Bell is out of their hot sauce. Yep. So you've got the idiots. And then you have everybody who's having their worst day ever before the police show up or the ambulance. And by also, the
3: way, this is not new to Kansas City or... Um, even the surrounds, there is a story from PBS, national PBS, that talks about St. Louis, New Mexico, California. This is not just here, but it's for the same reasons
4: um, that other communities are seeing enormous old times. Also from the text line, I applied. I got denied because of bad credit.
1: What does your credit have to do with being a 911
4: dispatcher? I don't know. I better not apply.
1: It's not like... if you're going into the FBI or something, and you have bad credit, and somebody could use, you know, bribery or something to get you to do something, so you could pay off your debts or whatever. I mean, no disrespect to 911 dispatchers.
4: Again, if I can repeat myself, but we need to lower these standards a little bit. And the dispatch system is not run by the police department, right? It's a separate entity.
1: I, don't, I thought you said it was run by the police department. I think it is run by the police department. I so I so would be-
4: that be state controlled as well, then? Theoretically, okay.
1: here on Dana and Parks. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. All right, welcome back. Uh, talking about this story on Channel 5's website about the 911 call answering times in Kansas City, and the numbers are not good. They're just not. The average 911 caller waited 39 seconds before their call was answered. The association that runs the 911 system nationwide says they recommend that 90% of all emergency calls are answered within 15 seconds. Keep in mind, Kansas City was at 39 and that 95% of all 911 calls be answered within 20 seconds. Again, Kansas City was at 39. Three years ago, Kansas City was at 17 seconds.
4: Well, and to the everyday ear, 39 seconds does not sound like a long time. 39 seconds isn't a long time until you're in crisis and calling 911. And all of a sudden, that 39 seconds feels like a lifetime.
3: But the 39 is also brought up from year to year. And I mean up physically in numbers up because you, you have people that are outliers that are 10 minutes waiting 11 minutes. Mm-hmm. That's why the overall number has gone up. And one of the things I read in the PBS article, you guys, was that it's a vicious cycle. So because they don't have enough operators, the operators they do have are drowning they are overworked, stressed. underpaid. They are That's already a stressful job. Mm-hmm. Then they are asked to pick up extra time because they don't have extra people. And then we're not retaining the good people that we should be. And it's just a vicious cycle that goes on and on. But,
1: but this goes back to, you know, we, we talked the other day about how Kansas City was down. Was it 200 officers? About 300. 300 officers. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how, how many years in a row have we talked about the... Pending teacher shortage sure. that's coming down the line. Now we have a 911 dispatcher shortage. Nurses. Bus driver shortage. All of these are what? Publicly financed positions. Yeah. The only way you're going to get the number of people you need and retain the good ones that you want is to pay them more money. To pay them more money, you either need to cut services somewhere or raise taxes. Pa-
3: pay them more money, that's number one. And number two, they have to make the bar lower, not in a bad way, just not in an unattainable way, where a woman who had a parking ticket 15 years ago that was an otherwise perfectly qualified candidate, Mm -hmm. she can't clear that bar? Come on.
1: 913-586-7798. John, Inley Summit, where the average wait time is four seconds on 911. Hello, John.
5: Yeah, hi. I'm going to tell you how it's supposed to work. I was sitting in my office. At, I'm 81 years old. I still work full-time. I was sitting in my office at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I felt it coming on. I called 911 right at my desk. They answered immediately. I was like five blocks from the fire department in downtown Lee Summit. They were there in under 10 minutes, it seemed like. And I was in uh, St. Luke's emergency room and got the clodbuster shot. I was totally paralyzed on the left side. And I'm driving the car right now talking to you. And uh, so wow. it was because of the quick response time and everything that I think I was able to recover. Now, it took a couple of months for everything to come back, but they knocked the big blood clot out almost immediately. So, you know, kudos mm-hmm. to Lee Summit.
1: Wow. Well, I'm gl- John, John, we're glad, I'm glad you're okay. Yeah, glad you're, glad you're doing yeah. well, buddy.
3: I just looked up yeah. the application process online. They are looking for dispatchers in Liberty night shift. Entry level, $50,000 a year. They're looking for part-time dispatchers in Wyandotte, $21 an hour. Uh, Kansas City, Missouri, call taker specialist three says full-time from $3,500 a month, whatever that means.
1: It's about $40,000 a year.
3: They're looking in Pleasant Valley, <laughs> Leewood. Uh, a couple of the community colleges, Overland Park. I mean, this is not just Grandview. There's a couple out of Grandview. Uh Raymore. if you want to be a 911 operator right now, pick your city. Pick your city. Would, Belton. Would it make sense to consolidate some of them? Oh, man. Or doesn't that just
1: mean more calls coming into one? Well, it probably would. But if if you combine them, combine your resources, I don't even know if that's legal. I I
3: don't love the combining of resources because dispatchers in one city are not always going to understand the streets and the locations in another town. They they outsourced some of that when I was a very young reporter in Topeka. They outsourced... And it was a nightmare. Their ambulance service to a national company and the call center moved to Kansas City. Didn't
4: know where Wanamaker was? It was
3: a nightmare. The the crews were sent to wrong addresses, to dead-end streets, to... We
4: already have an issue with that, though, with cell phones. The one time that I have called 911 in the last decade was when I saw a horrible wreck on I-35. I was headed to work. I made it all the way to work before I spoke to somebody because the two people that I spoke to were like, oh, that's in Kansas City. Yeah. It's where I called from and I got people in Johnson County I, wherever it sent me it wasn't the right people. I, see. I
1: called 911 last week they picked right up. You call 911 every week. I
3: am a crime and safety issue reporter.
4: I got Dana on speed dial.
3: No, you're you're a crime fighter. There was you a fi- large if, if crime
4: occurs you fight it.
3: Chain right in the third lane of 435 large, like industrial, like the kind that you see hanging off of the back of a semi. This was last week? In the road, yes. You had a similar situation last year. And I said, it is in the third lane, it is at mile marker, such and such. Someone is going to hit that, it is going to kick up, it is going to hit the car behind him, and that is going to be a closed casket. How <laughs>
4: often do you call 911 in At least once, a, a, once a month. When I
3: see something like a large <laughs> industrial chain laying in the middle of the highway. Didn't something like that happen to you last year, too? If it did, and I saw it, I report it. Of course
1: you did. Chain oh. ain't going to report itself. No. Chains <laughs> don't move themselves <laughs> off the highway. 913-586-7798. Tracy in Odessa. Hello. Good afternoon. Hello. How are Hi. you? We're doing really well. Thank you for asking.
6: Good. Uh, well, I was telling Sam earlier that the reason, I was a dispatcher for about eight years, and the reason that the process takes so long and they do things that seem weird to you like credit check is because they want to know who is susceptible to like bribery because you have depending on where you're at you get a lot of information um when i dispatched i dispatched for police fire and ems i also had access to driver's licenses social security numbers addresses Uh, entered stolen items into the computer and you get a lot of information. And if you have bad credit, sometimes they may think that you're more susceptible to be paid off to give that information to someone who shouldn't have it. But but if you,
1: but hang on, Tracy, though, if you have bad credit, normally, normally it's because you were late on your mortgage payment or you didn't pay your credit card bill that month or your car payment uh, was, was really late, et cetera, et cetera the people who would try to bribe you for people's personal information are shady people. Like I'm going to make some people mad here bookies and, and mob people that that doesn't show up on your credit report when you're in debt to the mob
3: or to a bookie. And Tracy real quick, we, and I agree with, and we have heard of cases where if you are in charge of government secrets or you are working at Honeywell or you are working in finance of course, you have to have a credit check. I understand that. I don't okay, agree. Me, I don't agree with the credit check for a nine one one dispatcher. I don't.
6: Let Let me give you a scenario. Okay. You You have really horrible credit. You've done poorly with your finances for a very long time, and someone in your close family is in an accident. They were in a hit and run, and they say, "Hey, I got the license plate. Would you please look this up for me and tell me where this person lives so that I can go." make it right. You're not supposed to do that. Correct. But if it's your family, you might do it. Or if they say, Well, I'll slide you a hundred bucks for that, you wouldn't normally do that, but desperate people do desperate things.
3: Okay. Is that a federal crime? My, I know for police, Tracy, that is a huge no no.
6: Huge no no. Huge no no. My background check took eight and a half months. Oh man. See but
1: that that's too they, that's too long and it's prohibitive to to people who are looking for a job. If you're if you're yeah. trying to be a nine one one dispatcher
3: are you a sex offender or a recently paroled murderer? I would say, okay, probably not the job for you.
1: M- my, right. my, my guess is you don't have a lot of just sit around, exp- you know, expendable money. You need a job now. That's why you're applying to be a 911 dispatcher at a rate of $40,000, $45,000 a year. You need a job now. You can't wait eight and a half months for them to figure out whether or not you're qualified.
6: Yeah, I worked through all of that, too. I had two jobs while I was waiting for that one.
5: Yeah.
6: Did you like it? I liked it for a time. I got really burnt out pretty quick. I was on nights for the majority of the tenure I was there, because I was, although I was there for eight years, I was still at the bottom of the barrel as far as seniority goes. So it was very short-staffed. I worked seven days in a row to get a vacation for a week to come back to work seven days for a row. So.
1: Well, Tracy, thank uh, thank you for the call. very exhausting. You're welcome. Okay, be well. Have a good weekend. You too. All right. Festivus Friday, the airing of the grievances coming your way today at 5.06 this afternoon here on Dana and Parks. All right, news coming up at the top of the hour. I believe we have a new passenger for Jerk Air. Ooh. A New York-bound Delta passenger was recorded on video hurling obscenities at terminal staff. Oh, God. I didn't read the whole thing, Sam. (laughs) (laughs) It's safe for air, but (laughs) okay.
4: There's a punctuation mark in there. Yes.
1: A New York-bound Delta passenger was recorded on video hurling obscenities at terminal staff and then turning to another passenger and yelling, I'm on my period! The unidentified woman's screaming tirade was captured Monday of this week at Hartsfield-Jackson-Atlanta International, where she planned to board a flight to Rochester, New York. You guys are terrible. I want to speak to your manager, she yells at four employees behind the counter as other passengers look on in disbelief. I want to talk to your boss, moron. You guys are terrible, and you should be ashamed of yourselves. The woman then reportedly demands for police to be called, as she continues to spew obscenities. Where are the police? Where blanking are they? <laughs> okay. Wow. And she really got upset.
3: Uh, I just tweeted about the dispatcher applicants, Scott, saying the background check process takes eight and a half months, plus training, plus they wanted his high school transcript, plus we had the woman call in, and it was Kansas City, Missouri, by the way, that denied her over a parking ticket And the mayor tweeted back, this is troubling. He writes, I will look into this at our next Kansas City board meeting. And I added to the tweet, Scott, after the applicant told us she was denied because of the unpaid parking ticket, that we're not saying there shouldn't be a bar for employment or even a relatively high bar for Mm -hmm. employment. But I think most people would agree, not FBI high. Okay, not CIA high.
1: We don't need to speak to your ex-wives and husbands. No, no.
3: I don't need your high school transcript. Right. Not even police officer high. I, 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 Sam, I tend to agree with you. We need bodies who are qualified to do the job. Get them in there.
1: All right, let's wrap it up with Phil in Kansas City. Phil, you get the last word. Hello.
5: Yeah, hey, say, uh, I did, I retired from Kansas City, Missouri, fire as a fire dispatcher, did 27 years. And I just... Really, uh, what I want to say is that until you work a job, you don't know what it's like uh, unless you work a job like this. I mean, uh, these dispatchers work nights, weekends, holidays, mandatory overtime, Yeah. Uh, sometimes combinations of that. And it, it can be a stressful job. you got to be a multitasker. Uh, you got to be able to... Uh, you know, do more than one thing at one time. So I'm saying it, it can be, it's a thankless job in a lot of ways. And, uh, I'm I'm saying it's a it can be a tough job. And you just have to put up with a lot of rigors and things that go along with this type of job. Phil,
1: uh, Phil, let me, let me interrupt for just a quick second. Were you a firefighter dispatcher for 27 years or you worked for the fire department for 27 years?
5: Yeah, I was, uh, in the Fire Communications Division okay, of right. the Kansas City, Missouri Fire Department.
1: Can I ask what it pays, if you're willing to disclose that?
5: Well, you know, when I first started, like this was like 1977. I, I didn't pay very well. I was making under $1,000 a month. But staying there for 27 years, like I said, we we worked a ton of overtime. So, yeah, I made pretty good money. You know, I've got a retirement out of it and everything, and I'm pretty satisfied with the way things turned out, you know. But like I say, it is a, a job that not not everybody could do. you got to be a special breed to do this type of work. you got to know the city like the back of your head. Yep.
3: Phil, I agree with everything you said. Thank you for all of your years of service. and And I would say... If you're the kind of person that like can't handle a lot of stress, do you not just know that like dispatcher is not the job for you? Maybe some people don't know that. That is one of the highest stress jobs. It's up there with like
1: air traffic control. Oh, I, I, would, I, would, I would expect so. Like, I hope most people know that. I mean, it, it's like your your work is never done. Correct. You're like I said. In the the calls last are se- still coming. Like I said in the last segment, you're dealing with people on their worst day. They're not happy when they call you. So you're spending eight, nine, ten hours a day answering calls from people who are screaming or crying more often than not. Or or in just panic because they are the ones having the medical emergency or whatever. Or an
3: idiot who doesn't understand why they didn't get sauce with their Taco Bell order.
4: Yeah, and why there's no tartar sauce at Long John Silver's today. I don't understand. And by the time they do get somebody on the line, they are furious because they just had to sit there and wait while they are in mental agony. Takes a special person to do it well.
1: And so if you need a special person, you need to pay them more. But nobody likes to hear that because that requires cutting other services or raising taxes. Uh, From the Associated Press, there had never been a day in NBA history where five teams all scored at least 140 points. And there had never been a day where the league saw four teams all score at least 130 points in losses. (laughs) Wow. Wow. A lot of points being scored last night in the NBA. Uh, Sorry, Wednesday night, uh, when both events occurred. Mark it down. January 3rd, 2024, was perhaps one of the oddest statistical nights in NBA history. Utah, Detroit, Indiana, Atlanta, and Cleveland all topped the 140 mark.
3: If you had that parlay, you're probably sitting very pretty today.
1: Yet for the Pistons, Oklahoma City, Orlando, and Milwaukee, Meh. scoring 130 points was not enough to win their games.
4: Huh. If you took that
1: parlay, you're fit for a straight jacket. Right?
4: <laughs> <laughs> Probably like one guy. It's yeah. like,
3: I'm going to put $5 down on this. <laughs> I paid out like half a million.
4: Can we just admit that the NBA doesn't even play defense anymore? 130 to 140 yeah, was no the no final defense. score. That, that is no defense. That's at least uh, 70 buckets. Good no. news
3: update on a story that we had brought to you a couple of times. They have canceled that silver alert out of Lawrence. And I remember talking about this a couple of times. They could not find uh, Keith Schmitz, who was last seen taking off some direction in his car. They actually had a picture of his car. He has now been found. Someone found that car on the side of the road in Crescent Oklahoma. I
1: don't even know where that is.
3: Uh, Schmitz has dementia and had not been seen for a week. And is it me or are we having a lot? We're, we're having a lot of these silver alerts lately. Or are the police just better at communicating it, and then the media puts it out there? I don't know. He is safe, but was found in Oklahoma,
1: north of Oklahoma City. It's a town of one thousand people. So, what,
3: three hours from here?
1: No, it'd be four to
3: five. Glad he is safe, but he was a long way from home.
1: Quick break for the news. Dan Weinbaum has that coming up in two minutes on this Festivus Friday edition of Dana and Parks on KMBZ.
3: Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime at KMBZ.com.